This is a special edition. Right, and we're back for another exciting episode, Ainge. What's been going on, man? Oh, nothing, man. I'm telling you, man. Uh, this week has been going so fast. Um, I've just been getting, I've been keeping busy. I've been working hard and uh, grinding, man. That's all I've been doing. Just ready for our next show. Right, right, man. No, I feel you. Well, hey, man. You know, uh, we got a uh, very exciting show, special, uh, special edition of the show today. Um, he is a uh, a former Ring of Honor champion. Uh, former NWA Tag Team Champion, former Impact Tag Team Champion, 187 Homicide himself, man. Welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here, man. Greatly appreciate well, it. Well, technically, I was trying to get Stevie Richards, but since I have my boy Homicide, <laughs> <he> died, <laughs> and I just hit him up. No, I'm just fucking Stevie with him. Richards, wow. No. Hey, but the truth is, you know, Homicide, I mean, I know Homicide from shit. Fuck, man. <laughs> We're fucking old. But the thing is, is that... um. I know this cat way when we first started on the Indies. He's the only one that can call me Spanish Angel and not annoy me because anybody who calls me Spanish Angel, I get upset. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the only one that could get away with it. You know. Yeah, that was probably not the best gimmick in the world. So, you know, I don't blame you for not wanting to I hear like about that, that one. Gimmick. I was, what's wrong with that gimmick? I like that gimmick. It's pretty because cool. Johnny, because Johnny gave it to me. Hey, hey, puppy. I'm going to well, at least you're not A-Train like Devon Dudley, you know. At least you're not like Tom G or even Bubba. He was what? The H- the outlaw, whatever he called himself? Oh, oh, shit, yeah. I remember that, you know. I mean, everybody has stupid names. I mean, you always been homicide. Um, everybody's, everybody changed their names, but we all had stupid names. But I'll be honest with you. Your name is better than mine, so especially when we go to our family uh, entertainment and PG-13 kind of show. Just imagine <laughs> going to a show. There's a bunch of kids, and here comes homicide. I represent murder. You're a Spanish angel. You're Latino, and you're an angel. Even though Jesus lied to you, you're not an angel. But you got a cool name. Oh, shit, dude. Better than uh, uh, Johnny was going to call me the Spanish Flamingo. Cause that's <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty bad. Every time I think about that, I think about the the, the birds from Scarface, the movie, the pink birds from Miami. <laughs> Did you like when? Yeah, I mean, we're already talking about it. So when you first started using the name Homicide, I mean, did you catch a lot of flack for using that name? Uh, I I hated I hated it because at the time I was joined a promotion called Arena Puerto Rico that was, you know, taught by Pedro Rodriguez. He goes way back. He was a jobber. I think John Rods beat him up a couple of times in Puerto Rico. And um, I was the Latin Tower. That was my original name. But I was a bootleg version of Mixer of Sting and Undertaker in the blender. It was very bad and very boring. So I was part of a crew. I was selling drugs, gang banging in Northern Brooklyn, Southside, Bed-Stuy. And one day I was in my boy's house 
And I told them, man, I need to change my character. I hate my character, but I don't know what I'm going to be. We was watching cops, and some dude was on the run from homicide. So he told me, just be yourself. I'm like, what you mean, be myself? Be yourself. The way you are in real life, be yourself. I said, I don't get that. Tell me he's like a thug or whatever you want to call it. Mm. I'm like, okay, so I'll be, be my name, Danny. And somebody from cops was on the run from homicide. So call yourself homicide. I like that. That's the most stupidest name ever. So <laughs> I'm going to use it for two months. Two months became 24 uh, years. And I put a little nickname, Notorious187, because I'm a huge hip-hop fan. I love Biggie Smalls. He comes from Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me put that on the 187 mark, and it just got stuck. And best to believe I'll be telling people, like, I'm going to change my name. I'll be going to Impact, TNA, every company. I'm going to change my name. They're like, nope, keep it. That's your moneymaker. I can't argue with that. Sure. But <laughs> a, a fact, a secret, I, I really hate that name. I really do. Wow. I would take Spanish Angel, but I come up with Spanish <laughs> Demon, you know. Well, whatever. But the thing is this, man. I mean, you've been going around, you know, wrestling for years, you know, Puerto Rico, uh, TNA, you know, ROH, you know, and stuff like that. So you've been grinding for, for 24 years, making that homicide money. I just wish you could throw some of my way so I could put some in, in an account so I could show my friends that I'm balling. Man, I heard about you, man. You were down low. You look like Needle Brown in the Midwest. I heard about I you. Just, nigga, I only got a fucking briefcase full of food stamps, bro. That's the only thing I got, bro. <laughs> What's wrong you with know? that? It still paid yeah. the bill? <laughs> it was doing it the right way. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking along to that motherfucker, you know. But um, what's been going on right now, man? I've been seeing a lot of things you've been doing on TV and stuff, which is game that's awesome, you know. Uh, LAX kicking it strong, you know. Even though I was supposed to be part of LAX, but since I had yeah. with Dutch Fantel, fuck that nigga. But anyway, <laughs> enough of that topic. But seriously, what has been going on with you? When are you gonna get that heavyweight strap? Man, I'm more like a coach, like behind the scenes kind of guy, man. I'm sick and tired of these new generation guys. You got, you got to, you got to fuck them up, basically. You know, teach them the the right way of pro wrestling. Everybody, we remind me of those guys that play video games. Um, it's just, it's whack. I love believable stuff. I like to go out there and see, wow, this guy is really killing him, but he's really not, you know. But I love that magic feeling. There's none of this generation. So you teach people, and that's what I'm doing. I be teaching a lot of cats, and I think I got stuck doing behind-the-scenes kind of style and, and just teaching, like, my guys, the new LEX. They're going to be, like, the future of pro wrestling. Those guys are real good. Of course, they need a little learning experience when it comes to other people. But other than that, man, I'm just, you know, I'm grinding, man. I'm still – I talk a lot of shit like Terry Fine. I'm going to retire because I'm always saying, like, I'm done. I can't take this no more. And here I come the next time and do more stuff. And to be honest with you, man, it's like a drug, man. Like, forest is like my drug. You know, I love love weed. I love marijuana, you know. So, wrestling, man, they just keep calling me back. And I go back, like, I came back from Mexico, and I did my thing. But like I said, man, I'm just teaching the new generation how the way pro wrestling is supposed to be. You know, rock and roll. And, you know, making money, not that soft, smack-in-the-leg type crap, you know, that, so, that grimy stuff. 
So the reason, I mean, absolutely, I totally agree with you 100%. But just curiosity, is that the reason why you started the compound, you know, to teach, teach niggas the right way, you know, teach them, like, real wrestling instead of the fantasy wrestling? Absolutely. It's a funny thing, too, because I want them to go to NXT as coach. You know, I'm going to go uh, work for them. And basically, one of the guys told me that I got to be on the wait list because that first day, send you as a special coach. But, you know, I'm getting older, man. I just I, I want to go now. And um, Nick Gage, who's a good friend of mine, he came up to me, had a little meeting in Philadelphia because that's where I live at right now with the wife and kids. And um, told me, hey, man, I'm doing the school. I want you to be part of it. You know, um, this will be your way. So I, the three minutes, it got to be my way. That's it, you know. And everything was confirmed and be doing good. Um, and like I say, I'll be teaching a lot of guys out there to do the right way of wrestling. It could be catch wrestling, lucha libre. It could be the high flying the right way. Everything DC back in old Japan classic. Even ECW when he was there, it's everything. I, I teach them everything, even acting, promos and stuff like that. And once those guys, uh, you know, get to a certain level, do you hook them up with certain like promotions, big time promotions, or do you do, 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 do the indies? I just I just um, recommend people. You know, a lot of guys, I don't know if you heard this from the East Coast, but there's a lot of guys at schools and promotions that would not tell their guys, don't go to this promotion, don't go to that. And some of these promotions are bad, and they like to protect these guys. But some are bullies. And I, I'll be willing to help out my students and just take them everywhere and recommend everybody. Hey, man, like this guy, he's good, blah, blah, blah. He's a ground worker. Uh, you want a high fly? I got a high fly. You want a woman for the ladies' match? I got that too. You know, so I, I like to recommend that I want them to go everywhere. I want to ex- them to experience the whole world the culture, everything. Yeah, and that's kind of what I you did. You, I and I was going to you know, ask you about that, too, because you, you spent a lot of time in a lot of different independents, and then you've been, you know, obviously, in and out of uh, Ring of Honor, uh, Impact. Uh, this is, what, third, fourth stint in Impact. So, I mean, you've kind of – you've been everywhere. You've been in places like – CZW kind of gets a bad rap, and to me, like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, great wrestlers that have come out of CZW – um, mm. I mean, you talk to your students about going everywhere. You kind of did that yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. And I would, I went everywhere. They tell me don't go there. I went, saw me. You know, like I like to put, you know, money in my family's, you know, pockets, mm. buy some food. I'm supporting my family. That's what it's all about right now, man. I let nobody tell me like you cannot go there. I tell them why, and they're gonna give me some BS excuses. And yeah, I'm not trying to hear that. You know, I'm going to go and, I, like I said, I love pro wrestling. I'm going to help out. I'm a team player. So you're a team player. I just, I'm just watching this nigga Moose fucking go down his pants and rub his nuts to give a nigga a chop. Would you take a team player <laughs> chop from the nutsack? I would, I would kick him in his dick. <laughs> what the fuck? I just saw that. I mean, while you were talking, he just like, I mean, he really goes deep and just gets that funk, and then he goes for the chop. Is that his game? Man, I don't know what it is. To be honest with you, I've never seen um, those guys on TV. I mean, they some guys, they come to me and they tell me, hey, man, I'm doing this. But it's kind of funny you mention that because Loki um, actually mentioned that. Like, he does, like, some kind of a chop, but he shows the people how to do it. Like, I didn't get it first. Damn, what you just told me right now, now I got it. Now I understand what he does. Um, 
Some of those guys, I mean, Moose is a great guy, but, man, I don't know. He's too much for me. <laughs> Not taking the nut shot yet. Well, I mean, what I was just going to say is, uh, why do you think it is that CZW did and, and still kind of gets a bad rap considering the uh, the amount of guys that have come from that promotion? In my personal opinion, um, CZW comeback to wrestling was the ultra-violent kind of culture, you know, hardcore, very hardcore style. You know, you got your Nick Gage, White Beater, and uh, you, you got your great wrestlers. Uh, you got Trent Aston, Johnny Cash, so many guys. I really think they need to change the name. Like, let's be for real. And I want to tell these guys, and I hope they hear this, but I really think that Comeback Zone Wrestling should die. Like, let the name die. No, like, it would be a memory, recipes, and change the name. I guarantee you, if they change the name, they're going to have a great product. Because they got good talent in, in our roster. Mm-hmm. Nobody is bad. You know, everybody's good. The problem is, when you hear Comeback Zone Wrestling, you think about ultra-violence every time. At top to notch, and they do it sometimes, but it's not the same the way it was back in the old school days. That's well, like right, ECW, yeah. man. You know, like you see ECW, like after um, uh, I don't want to say your name, Spanish Angel, because I love that name, but hey, man, Spanish Angel, after <laughs> the ECW those days, if you notice, it was trimming down just a little bit, and people try to figure out. Like what's just happened? Nobody didn't knew what's going on behind the scenes, but outside the scene, it was like more wrestling, mm-hmm. you know. Instead of like back in the days, the way it was with Sabu and Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer and Brian Lee, you know. But CGW is much worse, and to me, they're not bad, you know. It's just the hardcore fans that shits on them because it's not the same way it was back in the days. I think they should change their name because they got a great roster. Mm-hmm. If they change the name, I, I think there will be a, a, a challenge for every promotion out there. Now, Game Changer Wrestling, they're on fire right now. Like, if you think about Comeback Zone Wrestling, that's what Game Changer is at right now. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah, I've heard quite you. a bit about them you. starting up. It, it sounds like a really awesome promotion. And... uh yeah, and yeah. I think you're right too, and especially too with the um, the DVDs that CZW had put out, kind of mainstream. They're all kind of the tournament and death type things. And every once in a while, you'd have like Trent Acid and stuff on there and some good matches. But sometimes, yeah, mm-hmm. some of that and the the tournament and death stuff, I think, kind of overshadows a lot of it, unfortunately. So, yo, let me let me ask you a question, Homicide. I mean, if you build a TNA Impact, whatever the fuck they want to call themselves. But the thing is, is that, I mean, you're a no-nonsense motherfucker that I know for years. How come you get away with murder with that company and everybody else gets squashed? I don't know, man. I'm, 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 I'm like Joe Page from Goodfellas. Nobody fucks with me. I'm good. I'm a, I'm a very professional guy. Like, to be honest with you, I really don't know. <laughs> I no, guess I mean, luck... No. No, I can't be luck, dude. Every time I know, every time you you keep it real, one hundred percent, and then every other person that's kept oh, chopped their teeth always gets, you know, like gets heat or whatever. But you, I never yeah. hear that you get heat, especially when you keep it real. You, you know, it's funny because Conan always tells me this, and it's he's kind of right. And it, it, and I hate to say it, but it is a race thing of the blancos, the whites, and Latinos, even the blacks. He always says that. 
you cannot be that street guy. Keep it real so many times because you're going to lose when you face these corporate guys. But if you play the game, that'll be a different stage. So you got, it's almost like smile and have a fake laugh when they joke around. If they say something like homicide, you're going to be losing to this guy who's the completely the shit who don't deserve to be a pro wrestling. And I'm one of those guys who are very passionate. I really believe that people need to pay their dues. Some of these guys don't pay their dues. Just go right away and boom, they're WrestleMania. But um, Cornell was telling me, man, you got to play the game, man. Like, um, if you do that, um, be real and that street, that street knowledge, you're going to lose. But if you play the game, you're going to win. To me, it's like, man, I don't care, man. I'm not letting nobody try to take my money because that corporate wrestling, that's what I call it. We got independent, we got pro wrestling, international wrestling, and we got corporate wrestling. Hmm. And the corporate wrestling is the WWE. Anybody who's on TV is corporate wrestling. And those people, they're the ones that test you mentally. You know, and you cannot be, you cannot break down. If you break down, it's a wrap. They're going to take everything away from you, from your pride, from your money, everything. You just be butt-ass naked, you know, and after that, you're going to lose a job. So you got to play the game. You got to be smart. To me, everybody knows me, man. I don't fuck around, man. Like, I'm a professional. I play the rules, you know, but if you go to that limit, they're going to have a problem. And I've been, I've been good, man. And everybody gives me respect. I give them back. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. I mean, I'm I'm the same way. Right now, you know, I'm like a, the most saltiest nigga on the planet right now. But yeah. But the thing is, is that since I got a job, since I don't need I mean, I don't need wrestling. So if mm-hmm. I was in TNA, I wouldn't eat nobody's shit. Because yeah. I don't need them. Because, you know what I'm saying, like Vince, you know, he won't call me anymore. He's not going to fucking reach out to me. So what the fuck? I don't give a fuck. You know, so same thing with TNA. If I was ever in that company, I would not eat nobody's shit because I'm 46 and I just can't do it no more. But sometimes that's the problem, man. They 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 want a yes man, mm-hmm. you know. And some people it's like hell no. I'm not. No, it's not gonna happen. And they're gonna get mad and they're gonna try to bully their power. And that's that's the one thing, especially yourself. And you're not going to let nobody bully their power. Like, nope, it's not going to happen. And they're going to get frustrated. They're going to get mad. And that's when they're going to be like, well, you know, they're not going to book you like in Milwaukee or Chicago. And you're going to tell them why. They're going to say that bullshit. Everybody say, oh, we got not enough money. No, that's not it. You try to bully me and I set you straight and you got to fire me or release me. You know, that's what happens. Yeah. And is that yeah, something that kind of worries you about maybe, because I know you mentioned that you want to go to NXT to coach and things like that. I mean, if you ended up staying mm-hmm. there for, you know, a period of time, is that something that is kind of in the back of your head about being in that type of atmosphere? Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to be myself. You know, like I say, I, I learn from the best. You know, I got great knowledge. I pick everybody's brain. You know, even 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 Angel who got that fuck you attitude, I still pick in his brain. I pick everybody's brain. The Dudley boys, even everybody. You know, um, Kurt Angle. And what I do, I just 
basically to understand what's going on there. And when I deal with this corporate guys with the with these Sudakram suit guys, and I just understand where they're coming from. But when I see them trying to bully me, try to take my money away from me, that's when I give them the stop sign. I'm like, nope, it's not gonna happen. Like, yeah, relax, you know, because sometimes, like I said, they is all mental. They they will mental mess you up, and it's up to you not to break down. Nobody's gonna break you down. They don't, they don't mind fuck you. Exactly. I don't want to say fuck, but now you said yes. They will fuck you up in your mind. They will rape your brain. You know, that, that's another thing, you know, like NXT and stuff or the performance. And I've been seeing a lot of guys going like, you know, like Steve Carino, which is nothing wrong with that. But it's like, you know, all those like Steve Carino and um, who else I was seeing? Like, uh, shit, I forgot his name. But just tell me. You got Bobby Brooks. Yeah. 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 You got a lot of great guys there. I mean, I don't know about you, but Karina, even though he's a piece of shit, in my opinion, back in the days, but he's good. He he got, I don't know about you, but he, to me, he got good knowledge. And he's no, I The problem is this. Look, I know Steve, look, like I know you, I know Steve Carino when that motherfucker worked at Wawa Stock and Milk. Yeah. So, but when he started becoming the king of old school, fine, that's great, that's great, but he was believing his own hype. Yeah. So I used to call him out and be like, nigga, don't be, don't get it twisted because I know you when you were stocking shelves. So don't that that fucking old school, king of old school, don't fucking fly with me, you yeah. know. So so again, we don't have heat. I mean, he's a great guy, but you know, I, you know what I mean. I, I keep it real with everybody. Yeah. You, I know you from the streets. Don't if you got an ego, I'm gonna put you. That's why we joke around like, wow, he angels a bitch and homicide's a yeah. dick because we we keep we keep it 100 percent to know where we come where we came from. I mean, mm -hmm. even like how we were. But um, I don't know, man. It's just some some guys that you know from a long time just get an ego, and I'm not saying Carino has one. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, no, I see the bro. I seen that man. That one thing my cardinal rule is: don't never figure where you came from. I'm scared of that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people that go out there, they be like like divas you know people don divas and they forget where they came from and you said it the best Karina did some wild wild stockers may come out here and try to you know big league you or trying to you know big shot you and that's wrong you know um that's the one thing about myself man i never forget where i came from i always say man fuck the rich i represent the poor that that's that's my my thing that's true man because the same people you meet on the way up is the same niggas you're going to meet on the way down Exactly. That's how it is. Exactly. You know. Well, you gave Carino a lot of receipts in Ring of Honor. That was uh, one of the best feuds, one of the bloodiest feuds Ring of Honor had too. Uh, was it was yeah. it tough to work with Steve Carino in that type of atmosphere? Because I remember you jabbing him in the ear with a fork like about fifty times. <laughs> was it, was it one of those things where it's just like I'm going to do what I want at this point, or were you guys uh, did you work well together? I just, I just it was more like a, a click thing, and I don't know uh, back in the days when Angel was uh, with John Ross, but back in the days it was about New York, New Jersey, and Philadelphia, and now you know of course part of the New York click. I like to represent. You know, I love the Yankees. So when we go out to these towns, we go represent like the Yankees. We are champions. We are good. So of course, the Carino, he was part of the Philly clique. And you know, and some of these guys, the look us, oh, you too stiff and this and that. It was like some kind of egotistic kind of thing. And I just know that his own clique and his own imagination, he feels like, oh, these guys that come in from New York, they're not gonna take over. We're gonna take over, and that's fine. But when you try 
to come out and, and be like, well, we're not going to book you at all. Then you affect my money. Then it's like if I go international, I go to Japan, and you do the same thing. Now it's going too much. Now I'm going to fuck you up. No, but that that that's my thing. Like I love everybody. I love every click. I love every time. But you try to test me, I'm telling you, you're gonna. It's gonna be a challenge. I'm not a herb, you know. Just because I'm five eight, don't think that I'm like the big show under the giant. I will go toe to toe with you, and that's what happened with Carino. It was it was maybe his alter ego, like making sure that New York is not gonna come and take over. It be there, and not because we want to. It's because we want to make the promotion as high level what there was. And I was reading about her. Mm-hmm. That day in the Elks Lodge, that, everybody said it was fake. It was 50 50. Meaning 50 fake, and some, it became real. Every time I stabbed him with a fork, I busted his drum, everything. He even, he even broke my shoulder one time. I did a tope, I died. He even called me very well. And I was a big head move. So to me, I felt like, okay, this is the new Terry Funk industrial era when it fueled it in the 70s and 80s. But of course, I'm the winner. So even though he went to NXT, he got his, you know, he's making millions of dollars. He got his date. Still, he didn't beat me. Best to believe that every time if you hear my music, it'd be like, fuck, man, that homicide guy, fuck, you know, like shaking his head. I was almost like watching Japan. And, and I just noticed this. Every time somebody's a partner like Kabashi or Masawa with the music hits, just look at the face of their opponents. They're looking like, damn, I, I got to work tonight. Because when you wrestle Kabashi, Kenta Kabashi, and Masawa, you're working tonight. <laughs> right, right. Dude, that's how it used to be with... Uh... With uh, with New Jack, bro. I mean, even though I never had, you know, they never got hurt with New Jack. New Jack always treated me right. But every time his music hit, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, it's time to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I remember that motherfucker. Stab- I mean, he'll probably come on the phone, but he stabbed me right in the ass, man. Bad in Louisiana with a barbecue fork, and it was stuck in the bone too. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, and then I come through the curtain screaming, Tommy, Tommy, he fucking stabbed me. <laughs> <laughs> that shit hurt, bro. I fucking screamed like a bitch, bro. Like, <laughs> that fucking hit bone. I never knew that shit would hurt when it hits bone. Yo, you know what's my new thing right now? If you're a tough guy, like a legit tough guy, they stab people, I'm going to take you in the ring and expose you. <laughs> and I did that before. I, I I fought some really legit badass tough guys, and all I did is tickle them. It's not retarded, but <laughs> one day if you find a tough guy, just tickle them and see what happens afterwards. <laughs> They're gonna get mad, but it, it's priceless. I got you, man. Hey, Good just luck. another thing, man. How come? This is something I always thought about. I mean, you are one of the original OGs from ROH. How come you never became like a mate with the office dude? Because Nana's been there since fucking dirt. And yeah. he's like, <laughs> office, right. But uh, how come you're not there, man? We, you know, at the top over there being a boss. Mm. I've, I never thought of that. You know, I really think because back in the days, I think it was 2005, uh, Mick Foley was in the building at the... What what is called the Manhattan Center, and I wrestled somebody. I forget who it was, but Mick Foley loved it. And Mick Foley was like, "Yo, uh, 
Mick McMahon will love this, and you need to talk to him. I'm going to hook you up. Mind you, this is the first time I met Mick Foley. So he was mad cool, and um, he told me Vince will love you because it's not only Latinos that you got in their hand, it's everybody, and that's what he needs. And at that time, that was 2005. That's when Triple H, Big Show, Undertaker, all the heavyweights. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm a small guy, you know. It's going to be a challenge, but... Hey, why not? You know, then after that next day, um, I went to Puerto Rico and I wrestled Ron Clinton and um, Conan. And Conan loved my style. Then Conan was telling me, hey, man, I might be doing a project. It's called the Latin American Exchange, and you'd be the perfect one. And it was a, a tussle war, and I picked Impact Wrestling. I picked TNA. Because of their schedule, back in the days, the other we schedule is a lot, even though it's more money, but Schedule-wise, I prefer um, TNA Wrestling. Plus, it was a new project that was giving me the ball. At first, they were telling me um, LX supposed to be like two huge guys, like the way uh, uh, the Twin Towers or the AOP. They don't want me at all. You know, so to me, it was like a big test. They, I, I really feel that people like Jeff Jerry and Dutch Ritter was looking at me like, he's going to fail and we're going to release him. And after that, I passed. Dude, Hamas, I swear to God, every time you bring that name, it gives me goosebumps. But um, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, the day that nigga dies, you're going to see it on the news. Former ECW, Spanish Angel, Angel the Kingpin just pissed on Dutch Mantel's grave. He opened the coffin and just took the biggest shit on his face. Dude, I see some shit. I, I, it's funny you mentioned I see some shit that is Amber Rose. You know that that the you know the rat from L.A. Amber Rose. She was talking yeah. about Bill Cosby, and yeah, I thought about it. What she was saying, she was saying, I hope Bill Cosby um, do ten years in prison, but when he gets out, he dies. And I'm thinking about that. I'm like, God damn, that's kind of like. That's 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 some real shit right there. I remember that touch right now. <laughs> yeah, man, fuck that dude. I should just say he touched me and fucking go on TV. Oh, twenty years ago, he touched me in Puerto Rico. I can see, I can see you you eating roast beef and vegetables and cranberry juice and pissing his grave. <laughs> the, the yellow stains of the smells that gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my favorite story is when I was in Puerto Rico, and uh, I, I hate putting them on blast, but dude, it's just classic. When fucking uh, Victor Quinones was in love with Red, amazing yeah. Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, dude, I I know he gets pissed if I bring up that story. Uh, and so it's it uh, it it's is. pretty amazing, man, that, you know, you're saying this was like 2005 when they were talking to you about uh, doing LAX and now here you are 2018, you know, and it's one of the biggest storylines that they have going right now is, you know, the yeah. LAX and the OGs, which is sweet and uh, did see that yeah. they haven't come out with the OGs shirt yet. Somebody needs to get on there because yeah. Yo. you, you'd be selling a ton of those things right now. That's I know, true, but, true, but but we got no major contracts, so they don't advertise us. <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird, yeah, because yeah. Impact right now, because they kind of, like, guys are coming in, you get to keep your names and stuff like that and whatever else. So is there, like, a weird thing going on with their merch right now? Is it something that, like, you kind of have to do yourself, or is that? I, I'll be honest with you, what I'm guessing is that uh, if you got, like, a full-time contract for that company, you get everything. I'm, t- I'm talking about merch, uh, um, uh, what else, uh, everything, advertisement, 
if you notice the OGs or myself and Hennis, you don't get what like people like Brian Cage or Pentagon Phoenix and McCannahan, we don't get the mm. same treatment because the reason why we get the same treatment because we don't got uh we got different contracts. But it's just kind of funny that I'm very confident to say this. We are the number one storyline of that company, and we ain't getting nothing. But that's the way corporate wrestling is. It's just more understanding, you know? So it's like, all right, it is what it is. Right. I mean, they're definitely yeah. giving you, you the freedom really cool. to... Oh, you go ahead, Angel. No, no. You know what's really cool, man, that they brought back Fernandez. I was surprised that they got him back, uh, especially with that, uh, that Lucha Underground uh, fiasco yeah. that caused them some issues. Yeah, I'm surprised about that on the rail. And when I remember we had a meeting, and uh, um, I didn't like it because there's a lot of beef going on with the with Lucha Underground and with everybody. But everybody was on the same page. Everybody was like, you know, we can make some money with this. So I said, right, just give it a try. And we was in Toronto. We attracted uh, the new LEX, and the people went crazy. So I'm, I was like, I think that's going to be a good thing. So let's see what happens after that. Yeah, that's been really cool. Yeah, I, actually, I really like the um, the street fight that you guys had was really cool. And it's it's awesome that Impact has kind of opened it up to uh, to to let guys be more creative as far as that kind of stuff goes. Was that something that you had input on, or who came up with that idea? Because it, it was really cool the way it came off. Oh, maps! It was myself, Conan, and of course, uh, I might get in trouble, but why not? Sanjay Dutt, he's a producer, and he loves he loves gangster flicks. He loves the show The Wire. So if you look at the storyline, some of the of the storyline is influenced from the movie, from the TV show The Wire. So it's pretty good. At least we we need somebody like named Omar who's gay come out and just. Kill all of us with a shotgun <laughs> or a trench coat. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Another CCW guy too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's but that's pretty awesome. Um, and that's one of the things kind of that other promotions have lacked that I kind of like uh, that Impact is doing. So I mean, we're going to see more of those types of things happening between the, uh, the storyline with you guys in LAX at this point. Yes. Um, I think the, um, in my opinion, I want to end it on the the, the next pay per view. I think it's October 14. I think this is going to be the final. And as right now, I don't even know what's my future with the company. I already got plans for what's going to happen afterwards. But if if they, if they don't renew us or anything, is their loss? I think it's, it'd be dumb to lose us, you know. But hey, man, if that's the way business is, so it's what it is. It's, it's going to be more like, oh, it's your loss, whatever. Gotcha. We go to another route. No, it's just crazy for me to hear that you guys don't have because I figured you guys would have been locked up into a solid contract at this point, considering how hot that thing is. But yeah, no, I was like, I don't know what you're gonna say, but our contract is just, blah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what I was gonna say, man. It's just that you gotta be. I mean, sometimes signing a contract is not for your best interest because you know, like it's like, like you say, like man, it's bullshit. Mm. You know, so I wouldn't sign no contract because I don't even. Tr- I, I I never worked for the company, but I wouldn't even trust it because I always heard horror stories. Yeah. yeah, I do know that um, back in the day, TNA was way different. Um, to me, it was it was awesome. It was like one of those, like like yourself when we was in ECW. Like, wow, I'm here. You know, it was it was pretty dope. But now it's a rebuild, and to me, I tell the the boys, every damn year is a rebuild. Everything is fucking rebuilt. Come on, listen. Right as right now, it's good. 
We got hungry guys. Everything is good. Uh, when it comes to the money, because we got new owners. Uh, everybody's different. The owners are from Canada, Canadian owners. So as right now, when it comes to the financial part, everything is good. I can't complain. The production is phenomenal. It's, it's getting better. That's yep. the scary part. Um, yeah, everything is getting good. So just right now, I'm guessing uh, we're going to be gonna wait after October 14, who stays and who uh, who's going to leave. Yeah, production is good. I'm actually watching it right now. It's it's stellar as compared to what it used to be. So those guys coming in definitely helped out. And mm-hmm. Now, I, w- I wanted to ask you, though, so if after that pay-per-view, say, you know, it does kind of, it doesn't work out that way or they're going to wait or whatnot, with, with everything that's been happening with Ring of Honor and, like, the, the all-in show and things like that, is that something that you've considered at all at this point? Because, I mean, you've been there, what, like three different times now? Yeah, the one thing I I, I really thought about is is a rumor, uh, Madison Square Garden, and they're gonna do a Hall of Fame show, and to me that's like I don't care if I compete, but when it comes to the Hall of Fame at Madison Square Garden, to me that's big, and I want that, and also hopefully the rumors are true. And I've never been selfish, but this is going to be my first time become very selfish that I'm going to be like, motherfuckers, I should be the first ballot on the Hall of Fame. And you know? so let's see what happens. But when it comes to that, yeah. Hey, worst, worst case scenario, man, if you don't be on the ballot, they could use you as a trophy. Hey, man. <laughs> if, if, if it's this time G, why not? <laughs> Just give me a blunt, I'll be good. There you go, the blunt award. Exactly. Blunt. I would imagine it's, it's a travesty if you don't get invited program. to that show. Because if you think about like the the Mount Rushmore of Ring of Honor, to me was like it's it's you, it's Joe, it's Punk, and it's Danielson. And obviously, yeah. two of those guys you're probably not going to get just because of the way things are. Punk probably, maybe not. And so out of the, you know, they you have to be there. That would be crazy for that not to happen. Did you get any calls about doing um, All In? Did you hear anything about that before they started doing, uh, you know, talking about that show and getting that going? Uh, I did heard, but I didn't get an invite or nothing. But I did heard something, but no invites. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. No Prietos. No Prietos allowed, bro. Yeah, yeah. You too real. We can't have you. <laughs> <laughs> Were you surprised that that Jeez, show did as well as it did? Um, uh, yeah, they did really good. Uh, I was surprised because that, that, that's going to be a, a different change for the rest of the business. Um, it's an independent show, even though it's a produced by New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor. But I think it's going to pick up the wrestling business. And big, up, big shout out to Cut Rhodes and the Young Bucks, man, because they, people like Jim Cornette say they, they're going to fail. It's not going to happen. And it sold out. It was great. And they give a lot of people, a lot of guys chances. And I guess a lot of fans that loved it. And I'm excited for all in too. This is what's going to happen. That's cool. I mean, so they're definitely going to start doing all in too. Yes. Yes. I think the, the rumors is going to be in Cali. I don't know. I think it's going to be next year, the same time this one. But they're gonna focus. Rather than focusing on this new MSG and WrestleMania weekend, they, they, I mean, the G1 climax. I've been, I've been watching that G1 since oh my god, like back in '93. It's, it's big. It's huge, and um, that show's gonna be a sellout. That's gonna be the first time since the 
WWF is the only company that did a show in Mexico Garden. And these guys, I think they're going to sell out. And G1 is very different from other companies. Different is good, man. You want to be different. You want to see the same old shit every time. I know, I know. I mean, absolutely. You always got to make you always got to mix it up and you know keep the fans uh, guessing. Absolutely. That's why, like one company called Game Changer Wrestling, they're on fire right now because they do different stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, shows. I mean, if you notice, there's a lot of taxis, a lot of three ways, a lot of six men. These guys, they make a, they do a limit of single single matches, first time first time matches. Matches to be mind boggling. Like you had a match with Jordan Janela versus um the great Sasaki. Jordan Janela is one of the hottest independent wrestlers right now, I guess the great Sasaki. Then you got this show called the Matt Riddle Blood Sport. It's like the movie of John Claw Van Damme. And it was it was it was one of my favorite shows of all time. It was really good. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good stuff. And there's a lot of good stuff going on in, in independent wrestling. So I mean if you do end up taking off from impact at this point there's a, there's a lot of different things you could be doing that sound really exciting mm-hmm. you could do that 187 uh fucking uh weed brownies <laughs> Dude, I, I tried gummy bears gummy bears go. bro no joke oh dude you can make little homicide gummy bears fucking with THC in it money <laughs> I, I, I rather give them to the TSA <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's what I'm talking about <laughs> so as, as we get ready to uh to wrap it up i just had uh you know just a couple of a quick questions for you about some of your your favorite who, who things, you fucking so. what do you, you got to wrap up well it's been 45 minutes i don't want to keep him on the phone forever just that way we can actually no, have him come back gotta, and he's not going to go like they kept me on the like, phone for like, like an hour and a half Chappelle show. <laughs> <laughs> no I, he, he just ruined my joke and he said he was going to wrap it up i said well who are you going to fuck and he just like destroyed my fucking joke. Fuck this nigga. Yeah. <laughs> no selling. <laughs> um, I had seen uh, earlier on uh, Facebook. I had just jumped on there, and you had the picture posted of when you and uh, Hernandez won the uh, the NWA Tag Team Championships. What would mm. you say, like, out of all the uh, the different championships that you've been able to capture, which one was your favorite? Do you think? Um. Actually, it's the Ring of Honor World title. Um, because that was in New York City. It was my hometown. And that's when people realized that I'm part of this so-called, um, what, uh, what these small marks call it, like, the, 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 I was part of the Daniel Bryan, the Simone Joe's, the AJ Styles. Nobody gave me props at all. But the NWA tag title, that was big for me, too, because I'm, I'm a huge NWA guy. And not only that, we made history. We the first um, Latino combination tag team to won the tag titles. So it was... Uh, I would say that as a fan of the NWA, I think that'd be the first biggest moment of titles that I love the most is the NWA tag title. By all time, everything is the Ring of Honor. You know, when I beat um, America Dragon, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a huge build up to that too, because that went on for. I mean, that was like almost like a whole. Uh, like what, three or four months build up to you finally right, getting it that. Was, it was it was six months. I always remember they come up to me and be doing a six month thing, and you're gonna do the. It, it reminded me of the um, what it's called, like the angle of Tommy Dreamer that he never beats Raven, and finally he beats Raven. You know, he mm-hmm. went crazy. So to me, it was like um, I don't even want nine big, and you know, if I don't beat Daniel Bryan in six months, um, I'm out the company. I'm leaving the company. 
like, you know, and mm-hmm. I remember I beat him. Um, I got a, uh, I was with TNA at the time, actually, you know, that's kind of funny because I started with TNA back in December 2005 and I beat um, the American Dragon in December 2006. And um, that's when at the time Terry Taylor was my boss, telling me, "Okay, TNA's gonna get bigger. You gotta pick one." And I picked TNA. So I had to lose the belt and focus on TNA. Yeah, which was definitely the right choice at that point too, because TNA was the much bigger company and just more, just just better all around to be on television and things and like just, that. And it was new too, man. I love new stuff. Like in the Runner, it was just one time thing. You know, let's say, hey man, let's do something. It's like the ECW No Japan in the blender. Let's mm-hmm. try something. And it became big. Yeah. TNA came around and. Yeah, it was new. So I said, like, let me try this. I did everything in Red of Honor, even though it was like five-year period of time there, but I did everything. Um, oh. Go ahead. No, nothing. I mean, it's just, I mean, he that's a legacy that he has in Ring of Honor. I'm just surprised, like I said, Homicide, that you're not like one of the, in the office, just, just having bitches suck on your toes and feeding you champagne. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I'm going to start asking questions because I never, yo, bro, I never thought of that. I never, I swear, like, I never, like, all I want to do is travel the world and make money. But now, at this time, this moment, I think it's about that time that I need to go behind the scenes and, you know, become the office man. So, meaning I got to go HM or Old Navy, buy me a lot of suits. Because, you know, how these, these niggas are with the suits. Oh, you know, you could pull out that old uh, touch that you had in that uh, promo. What was that gangster promo you had with the fucking uh, tuxedo? I know I had one that was ridiculous. I had a lucha mask with, with a suit on. <laughs> no. I was like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> Where would you say uh, your favorite place has been ever to uh, to wrestle? What city? Puerto Rico, uh, Quiñones. Oh, hell no, man. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's like Stoker. You need like a Stoker, Steve Austin audio. It's a hell no. You need one of those gimmicks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably swing that. Yeah, but man, favorite city, it's of course New York City. If I got to pick a new one, it'd be Chicago, United States, all over the world. The United Kingdom. Yeah, the UK's got some pretty crazy fans, which I had never really seen like a bunch of because they just they, there just wasn't a lot of wrestling going on there until recently. But yeah, those fans are nuts. You know, it is it is a lot of wrestling, but it's more like grappling. Um, they change their style. It's becoming more of American made up, and they're loving it. So I mean, so you've been in the United Kingdom a lot. So how many little baby homicides with English <laughs> accents are out there right now? Man, uh, if there's a dark skin brother, like I don't know. <laughs> Charles Paul didn't hit me up yet. <laughs> you, you haven't had a call for Maury. Not yet, not yet. You know, there's a lot of bars around there too, so gotta watch out for that. <laughs> Last question for you. Um, well, who has been your favorite opponent so far, and and what would you say your favorite match has been besides the Danielson match? Since we already talked about that. Favorite opponent. Um, hmm, that was a good one. So I really think. Nah, you know, actually, that's my second. This is all time, even tag teams. Yeah. Um, tag teams, the Dully Boys. Um, for some reason, they they made me um smarter in the game. Um, that's and awkward. also, 
Um, yeah, man, yo, people grow up, bro. I mean, you, you're still small, Angel, but the people still down to grow up. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's like, I don't know, man, like, I feel like those me, you know, you know how it is. You've you been in locker room, and all these guys be like, okay, here's a newbie. We're going to test him, and after that, you pass. Mm-hmm. That's the way I felt. And they give me the uh, respect that I deserve, man. They are so cool, man. My second one is Simone Joe. We, we literally beat the shit each other for like four years. <laughs> and after that, we became close friends. Because he, I feel like he came from the West Coast and he thought, okay, I'm coming from the East Coast and nobody's going to fuck with me. And he heard, well, those guys, like Julius Smokes and Amistad, that's their locker room. Because back in the days, like we was the guys in the locker room, but there was a problem, you got to come to us. Mm-hmm. So he felt like, okay, I got to represent, you know, and he did. He showed that. Does it surprise you um, became, how well he's doing in uh, in WWE right now? Hell no. no it doesn't no. surprise me at all. Nah, man. Like, I, I knew it. Yeah. I don't, I mean, but, I remember seeing a lot. I mean, you guys used to come to Cleveland a lot. And I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. So I'd uh, go down to the Grace Armory shows when you guys were down here. And live Ring of Honor was awesome. But yeah, stiff, stiff matches. And Joe was all, he always put on a good show. And as, as did you, really everybody in the, the Ring of Honor locker room. So, I mean, it was just always kind of surprising to me. Um, that WWE didn't want, I, they just didn't, it seemed like they didn't want certain guys. And then all of a sudden those guys go there and they do extremely well. So maybe they're yeah. actually opening their the, eyes to that. The only one that surprised me in Rhythm Wonder was Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen, wherever they, they call him. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why, because the guy's a good wrestler. He's good, but you don't get that look. Mm-hmm. So it would be kind of hard because you know how it is with these guys, you know, they you gotta have that look. You you gotta look like Randy Orton or Batista with the six pack. This guy, he he eats like uh, a tour pizza, chicken nuggets, uh, drinks a lot of soda. He don't care, you know. He wears just like me, wears shorts from Full Locker and a t-shirt. You know, all these guys. They like no, you gotta wear trunks. You gotta look good. You know, it's a marketing business. Mm-hmm. Kevin, he's like, watch this, and he's one of the best right now. Um, he well deserved too, man. To me, he's a nice guy, even though the uh, my <laughs> break came in trouble because he's supposed to be a dick like Angel, but <laughs> he's a good guy. Yeah, I got you there, man. Yeah, and he was kind of surprising too because he definitely doesn't fit the mold. I did like um. I, you almost want to point back to like CM Punk as being like the first guy, and he really had to like eat a lot of shit in that company before uh, they really gave him any credit. And now it seems like they've kind of opened up to to seeing like, wow, maybe there's other guys that could come here that can do well that we don't have to have like come out of this like Randy Orton mold in order to uh, to be good. Absolutely, man. When that boy ever comes back to wrestling, the people are gonna they all they're gonna go crazy because a lot of people they want CM Punk to come back. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think he will come back, man. He's done, man. I mean, if he does, God bless him. But I think he's like, fuck it. Yeah, I mean, he he is a very angry person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. The business makes you that, man. I mean, you know, all the years we've been doing this, and you don't, you never, you don't feel like you're appreciated, and then they, you know, they make money off you, and then they throw you to the curb. Absolutely, that that that's all I was saying. That mental, you know, they're gonna fuck your brain up and and cannot let it break you down. That's what that is, you know. And some of us is like, 
Like, we're not going to say yes no more. Like, I'm telling you, this is the way you're going to make money. We're going to do good for the business, but they don't want to hear it. It's basically their way or the highway. And sometimes you'd be like, fuck with that. Yeah, I will take the highway. And some shit is stupid. Some of them is it's really stupid with these guys. No, hey, you're right, man. That's why, I mean, but I ate shit and you ate shit, but now we're smarter. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's, to me, that's the best thing. Why is it got smarter? You know everything now. You know what I'm saying? You know what's going on. You, you know how, if you see like a suit guy walking different, you know what's going to happen. And you got to make sure like he better prepare for himself and not give me the bad news. Even though nobody's going to come to you and be like, oh, you dressed like this. You cannot do this. They're going to try with a soft tone voice. And be like, oh, sir, can you do this? Because the other way around, they're really dogging you. Or they're, they're too scared to do it. To some people. So, um, of course, we can see you on uh, Impact Wrestling on Pop TV. Uh, what else do you have coming up? Oh, man. <laughs> Impact Wrestling, I got a couple of independent shows coming on in Canada. I have a show called PWA for November 30th, uh, December 1st. I got this thing called Bad Club for October 20th in New Jersey. Um, um, my wrestling school, that's my, that's my baby. It's called The Compound. Um, it's kind of funny, the address, if you're going to laugh at me, but the address, it's, it's 420 West Vernon Drive. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, that's pretty good that you're doing this compound shit, but the promotion, you still owe me a fucking shirt. Oh, Angel, I got it right here. I'm looking at it right now. Fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Mail it. Put that shit in the mail. No, that's funny. I'm looking at it right now. As we speak <laughs> right now. It looks beautiful. It smells like, smell like game. It does smell like a new sneaker. It smells like game. <laughs> Man, motherfucker, always it's right here, puppy. It's right in front of me. It is. Man. Why? Why not? I always take a picture of you and show it to you. It is. I got you, bro. Come on, Calvin. I got you. <laughs> and if somebody is interested in going to uh, to the compound to learn, how how do they get a hold of you for that? Oh, they hit me up on my um uh, Facebook D at also that's D E E R A Z O and that's my real name on my Instagram page because I'm always on Instagram. It's called outside I love fifty one fifty. Or you can hit up Game Changer Wrestling Yahoo dot com or Brett Lardell. Awesome, Angel. You got anything you want to add here today? Uh, you know, to be honest, man, I really appreciate Homicide coming on the show. He's one of my closest friends. You know, you know, uh, anytime I need to call him, he's always there, just like Devon, the other boys, using the niggas I keep close to my inner circle. And, bro, even though I give you a lot of shit, I got nothing for love for you, and, you know, you're the best wrestler out there. God, that was hard for me to fucking say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. the truth, man. Um, this is the best guy you can learn from this business, and he has a lot of knowledge. So you guys out there, go to the school. He will teach you the right way, and he'll make you a million dollars, guaranteed. Mm, thank you, man. Thank you. For, uh, for my body, evil heart, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Homicide. Well, yeah, truly, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, hopefully we didn't uh, burn the bridge too badly with you. We'll hear from you again uh, soon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. (laughs) All right, right. bro. I appreciate you. Thank you, Walter. Thanks. Have a good night. All right, Ainge. So.
All right, 13, well, this is an excellent show. We did a wonderful show. This is the first show, an incredible show. And, you know, like you fans out there, be ready for more, more surprise guests, more great interviews. I mean, we started off on the right foot. What do you think? Yeah, no, that was great. Really nice one to come on. Um, obviously, super busy guy uh, from listening to uh, what's been going on. So, yeah, really cool of them to come on. Uh, truly appreciate it. Uh, you guys um, obviously uh, waited a couple of days to come out with this one because it was a special edition. We'll be back next week. Uh, show will be uh, recorded on Monday, dropping on Tuesday. And uh, we appreciate everybody's support. Uh, definitely come and visit us over on uh, our Patreon account. Um, we're trying to get the show Absolutely. in more places. Uh, we need you guys' help in order to do that. Uh, but at this point, yeah, you can hear us on uh, Anchor. You can hear us on um, uh, Google Podcasts. We're on now, so that's an easy one to find us on. Um, there's Radio Live, there's a bunch of them. So actually, if you go to our Anchor page, there's a bunch of different uh, ways you can listen to us now. Um, go ahead and just download the show and uh, keep supporting. We appreciate it very much. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you fans supporting our show. I really appreciate you guys being patient with our show, but we promise you, if you keep supporting us, don't go on our Patreon account and supporting this uh, podcast deathmatch, we're going to take it to the next level. And with you fans by our side, there's going to be a lot of rewards coming up that you guys will benefit from because you guys have been supporting us and we have to give back to the fans. Don't you agree? For sure, man. Yeah, and that's all coming. So um, right now, uh, if you do... Uh, donate to the show. Um, nothing huge at this point. We're just, you know, we we just need your support to get the show uh, a bit more out there and get some advertising going. Um, if uh, you know, w- once we get that going, we're gonna get some shirts going. We've already been looking into a couple different things, some bobbleheads and stuff, some really cool stuff. Uh, so we'll have different tiers um, yeah, as far as donations and yeah, and uh, and what kind of swag you will get uh, once you donate. So yeah, it's all uh, it's all in good time. Yeah, we just got to get the ball rolling so we can start making those uh, those rewards, you could say. Right, exactly. I've actually been looking into uh, to making uh, rubbers. They have these like super small ones that they make, and it's uh, Kingpin approved. So uh, that might be one of the things that we actually put out too. Um, you got anything you want to you want to add to the show? Before? I like that. Yeah. No, no, I really like that Kingpin approved condoms. There you go, brother. Um, <laughs> hey, again, I don't want it's so so i just appreciate you guys out there so tune in next week mark 13 and i are just going to take it up to the next level and just be uh, paying attention to the shows because we don't want to overwhelm you with different guests but we want to surprise you with guests so you guys you know get rewarded that way so uh just keep paying attention because you never know who's going to be on the show next word everybody have a great week we'll see you next time all right motherfuckers peace out and i'll see you next week